sorry to everybody that I couldn't make it to this week's podcast. I am currently in Tulum, Mexico, drinking margaritas and dodging the cartels. But Bobby and Sean are going to have a good show with you guys, and I will see you guys next week. Who the fuck is Joe Brown signing out? Jigs and Bigs. Man, we have one hell of a show this week. We have a little change up with who's hosting this show. You got myself, Bobby Rosebeef. I do have Sean the Fisherman here. Uh, yes, he's he's left the ball bag in the car. He's, you know, he's he's here. It's fishing mode right now. But uh, we have no who the fuck is Joe Brown, as you might have heard. Joe was in, uh, uh, <laughs> experiencing uh, quite the uh, uh, wonderful little vacation in Mexico this week for a wedding. But he drank a little too much of the water and was not able to be here for the show. So, luckily, we have Brandon, the one and only dust-off fishing with us. You know him. It's been a couple years since he's been on the show. We might as well get all caught up. we got all kinds of good stuff to talk about this week, guys. we got information about an upcoming show next episode that you're going to want to know about. It's a good conversation. We're going to be across all the boards live here, so you guys can kind of weigh in and uh, help us kind of create a really, really, really great discussion. Uh, more information on that, of course, we have the upcoming 200th episode festivities that uh, we're very, very excited about. Can't wait for that amazing event to go down. Again, we're raising money for Veterans Inc. Details coming up later in the show, but also check the show details in uh, in the description if you want your tickets now. It's going to be cutting it pretty close if you want to guarantee that you've got a spot. Remember, this is a game dinner, so we need to uh, pull the ticket sales once they need a headcount. And then we've got a fantastic dust-off fishing-esque just the tip for you and gear of the week that you're not going to want to miss out. Excellent stuff coming up live today, guys, on Jigs and Bigs. We will see you with much more right after this. Just in this, just in breaking news. Uh, I just looked up on Omnia Fishing's website on my my dashboard here, and I have been upgraded to a silver ambassador. I'm just, I'll drink to that. You know, what what does that mean, you ask? I know, everybody's got questions. I just want you to know what that means is I have met at least the minimum requirement to leave some uh, reports for various bodies of water that I fish routinely over at Omnia Fishing. So if you want to check those out and you're in the area, you know where I am, you can take a look and find out what baits have really, really been outstanding for those areas uh, as as far as like what I've, how I've been using them. Check it out. It's good stuff. Sean, how are you today? Overloaded from basketball, buddy. Yeah. Same as same as last week. Gonna be the same going through February. (laughs) You know, I don't know, Sean. If you if you look around the the jigs and big studio, what do you what's what's different? What's different today? Joe's much, much handsomer today. Much better looking. (laughs) Infinitely better looking. I don't know. What you, that? Wait a minute. That's not Joe. That's the one and only Brandon Heimrichs, the one and only dust off fishing. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, uh, thank you. And I'm sure we're going to get a nice text from Joe real soon. We are. I'm sure. 
He's Joe. Joe never disappoints. I'm sure between uh, trips to the toilet, he's going to send us some kind of a message. He's probably watching this on his phone right now, and he's like, you know, biting down on a piece of two by four. We've all been there. Just for the record, Joe, I didn't say that. <laughs> Take your hate out on those guys. <laughs> we're just we're not bitter at all. I got a, a message on Thursday night. They had landed in Mexico and were showing uh, some of the, the 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 beautiful views that they had and and the the nice digs where they were staying. And I was it was thirty degrees and there was a bitter cold wind and I was just like fuck off. <laughs> I'm like it's not the right time, but again, I I hope they had a great time. I really do. I genuinely, genuinely do. Um, glad you guys made it home safe. You know that's always a good thing. Um, we have one hell of a show, man. We got a lot of stuff that we got to go through, and I think that um, that I I think our our jig heads who are in and those that are watching over on Facebook. Yes, I did decide to uh, stream over on Facebook. I kind of. We had this, this this grand plan, and I forgot Joe's schedule, and I wanted to make sure that we had him in. We're going to be talking about um, uh, technology and fishing, and I kind of wanted to get a good roundtable going and get a lot of, you know, engagement from some of our friends. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's that's what uh, – so I figured I would stream this one over here just to kind of get some uh, questions. So this is what I want to throw out here. When it comes to – what's this? We're up on that's Facebook right now. That's that's the stories, man. We got no it up shit. on the stories. Fucking A, man. I yeah. love that. Oh, yeah. I love that. So go ahead and check it out. But there's a reason why I decided I think this would be a good idea, Dust Off, and that's because I want folks to be able to ask you questions that we can kind of go through in our third segment. We don't have a, a, a proper guest, although tomorrow I am recording with one hell of a pair of guests that, uh, that are also in the podcasting game. So stick around for that the following week, but we might as well use this third segment to kind of dive into, it'll be, it'll be a, a dust off fishing AMA, you know, a little bit of a filter. I hope maybe. they're Who ready. Knows? I hope you guys are ready for honest answers i may not have been honest last time but i'm gonna be honest this he doesn't time. He, he does not fuck around my friends That's no fucks given around. today none <laughs> i love that Zero. welcome to the fold welcome welcome yeah welcome to jigs and bigs all right so uh let's go ahead let's get caught up on uh on our weeks individually and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more dust off uh beyond his last week um sean why don't you go ahead and uh and, and go up to bat first anything exciting this week well, excitement, yeah, just not not in this particular sport on the podcast uh, that yeah. we're we're you know presenting on. It's been all basketball again. A um, couple of tough teams that we played for the high school. Yep. Uh, one game was a blowout, and our center was not feeling well for both games. So, uh, one game was a blowout. One game we made a big comeback, did not win. Um, today, actually, the fifth graders I coached they pulled a win out, which was nice, and. Um, <laughs> And yesterday I had a chance. Actually, I, you know, I did have a chance. It's a little interesting here. Yeah. Um, with us being in Western Massachusetts, the birthplace of basketball. That's true. Uh, the, the Hall of Fame Classic was held yesterday. Oh, that's right. Uh, two, it was a doubleheader of college games. The first game was Florida Atlantic and St. Bonaventure. Florida Atlantic being 15th in the country, which was nice to see a ranked team in. Yep. Um, they, they beat up. St. Bonnie pretty bad in the second half and came away with a win. But the second game was good old UMass. Um, obviously, UMass had their their peak, their glory days in the in the late nineties yeah, and the did. early two thousands. Had a had a you know I think a playoff or excuse me a uh, tournament appearance. Oh, let me think. My kids were being born so around two thousand seven or two thousand eight, yeah. I believe, uh, in that time time frame. And um, 
few big wins here and there, but UMass in general has been quiet. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they've got a little bit of resurgence going on. They hosted West Virginia and came away with a win. It was a it was a really really physical game, but man, it, it was nice to see uh, nice to see the old UMass uniforms on the court again. I haven't been to a UMass game in several years. Um, there were some alumni there. Uh, Marcus Camby was there. Mark, we all remember Marcus oh, Camby yeah. from back in the day, and he went to the NBA and played. I believe he got drafted by the by the Raptors, if I'm thinking correctly. Anyways, he walked by in the hallway, and you know, me at six four, I am looking straight up at Marcus Cam- Marcus Camby, and we're in the hallway. Nobody's saying anything, milling around. I just yep. I'm like, hey, Marcus, He's like, what up, brother? I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> he has no idea who I am. It doesn't care. Just random people yell his yeah. name. And um, then uh, during that during that time, I mentioned the 2007, 2008, around there, um, UMass had a huge win at the Mullen Center against UConn. UConn was second in the nation. I think that win put UMass into the top 25. Mm-hmm. And that might have been their most recent trip there. And uh, uh, one of the one of those team members actually ended up um, m- marrying one of my sister's best friends. And uh, Jeff Vigiano was there, and Jeff knows my family. Um, pretty well at this point. Yep. So it was nice to see Jeff there with his kids. And finally, I didn't say hi to him, but um, there was a basketball hall of famer in the stands. Uh, he was not coaching because there's some side issues going on. I believe with the coaching job yep. and legal stuff, which is absolutely none of my business, but um, hall of famer college coach, Bob Huggins, who is, I, I don't know, got some things going on with West Virginia right now. You all yeah. can look that up. I, I am not on the inside of that by any means, but Bob Huggins was sitting about two rows over from us. So he he's a Final Four coach from Cincinnati in the early 90s, and he took West Virginia a few years ago. Oh, so, no shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he was it's pretty cool. right over there. Right, yeah. right, right over there, crossed away. Um, yeah, we went. We had a good time. The uh, Mass Mutual Center was rocking, and uh, – Good, good to see some UMass basketball with a big win over a big program. So I love that good dude. stuff. Nice. That was my week. Nice. You, UMass basketball definitely was a big deal when we were much younger. Uh, yeah, a we big nice deal. High school. Yeah, high school. It was it was crazy. Um, so my week was a little bit nuts. I did. Uh, I, I man, I worked so many jobs this week. My standard uh, schedule of of uh, regular events that I do at bars and restaurants all over the place. One of these, I want to say uh, a big shout out um, to. So it was my Thursday event. Uh, we did a little bit of a um, a, pro- a beer promo at uh, Toasted Owl in Northampton, and uh, it was Wormtown Brewery was the bre- was the brewery that we were working with. Giving away beer swag, doing tastings. Now, I've never really explained this, but probably my favorite single beer ever, like in that craft beer world, is not an IPA. I like all different styles of beer. This beer is actually a brown ale. Only comes out about this time of year. It's called Blizzard of 78, and it is one of the best tasting uh, beer uh, overall, not just brown ales, just beers uh, in, in general. I love this beer; it's just fantastic. Delivers every time, and uh, they had three different offerings from Wormtown on tap that night. They had Norm, which is a coconut stout. They had the the classic Bee Hoppy and IPA, and then uh, and then this Blizzard of seventy eight. But I got to talking. This is kind of fishing related. Uh, I got to talking with the the rep from Wormtown, Gabby, who is awesome. Gabby is great. 
And this ties in a little bit with the 200th episode. I had actually gotten a notification of a ticket sale that had gone down, gone on earlier in, in the evening, and I was uh, pretty pretty pumped up on that. And uh, uh, some of these folks that are buying tickets are actually not even listeners of the podcast. They're supporters at Trivia. I just started advertising for it because, again, like we want to do well for Veterans Inc. We want to have a big showing that night. And it is an expensive ticket, so we're trying to push tickets out as soon as possible. And I know it's tough with the holidays, but we're eventually going to have to shut down ticket sales because we're going to have to deliver a headcount for the meal. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do any other kind of ticket sales after that. So we are screwed. And yeah, there's no tickets at the door. As much as I wish I could do it, there's nothing that we can do. So what we did was this. Um, I had I was talking with her and I was talking with uh, uh, some of the trivia regulars about the event coming up on the 13th of January. And uh, she said to me, she's like, yeah, she's like, if there's anything you need for like your other accounts or anything like that, or, you know, uh, you know, she asked my schedule where I was. And I was like, actually, I do have an event that we could certainly use some support with. And I told her about the 200th show. I said, I do this podcast. I was like, when everything was shut down, I put all my time right into it. And I happened to turn it into something like it's a thing. And we've managed to do this now for 200 weeks in a row, which I can't even believe it's been that long. I've never done anything this much uh, with this much focus in my life. This is ridiculous. So I told her, I said, they we're having this event. And as soon as I told her that we were raising money for Veterans Inc., her face kind of like melted. She was like, what? Come to find out. So not only did she offer up a bunch of uh, prizes for the raffles from, you know, Wormtown, but other other uh, uh, establishments that she's uh, aligned with. Come to find out. It's a small world. She fits into the Jigs and Bigs verse <laughs> a little bit. She is family of one of our um one of the, the the bait shops when way, way, way back when, Sean, when when you were going out scouting for the fishing report, one of the bait shops, uh, her family owns one of these bait shops out here. And she's like, yeah, she's like, holy shit. And I brought up one of the one of the, the contacts that we had over there. She's like, that's my little sister. I was like, shut the fuck up. Amazing how small the world is. So very, very cool. She immediately was just like, yeah, we need to work together and do some stuff. She's like, I'm going to try to put everything I can for you. This will be awesome. So what I'm getting at is that the raffles at the 200th episode just got that much better. So get your tickets now, folks. Jigsandbigs.com. Check the description of this podcast right now. And uh, there is a link in there. And you can go get your tickets and uh, do so before their ticket sales end. You know, um, should be. It, honestly, it's probably going to be in the next week to week and a half. Then we're going to end up having to pull the ticket sales. So get get on it, guys. This is the time. A uh, little bit of a question from Ellie Noel that had come up, and uh, I, I know this whole time I've been talking that's been sitting there, and I know all of the all of you guys sitting uh, watching this live as we go through are are on the edge of your seats, wanting to know the answer to this question. Uh, Ellie asks, "Have you each pooped today?" Um, Multiple times, Ellie. It's a Sunday. It's a big breakfast kind of day, you know, with two pots of coffee. I mean, you you know the answer to this question. You know the deal. Sean, how are we? Are we regular? What kind of day is it? Yes, we're very regular. You mentioned a big breakfast. I forgot to throw this in. My my ah. oldest son, I had to bring his uh, I had to bring his uh, skis and bindings and all that shit to a ski store. I know nothing about skiing, so yep. I'm sure these people are taking me for money every time I walk in there um, <laughs> to get him ready for ski season. They definitely but he are. did say, "Oh yeah, he did say, Dad, let's go grab some breakfast where my youngest son works, who was oh, not working at nice. the time." Nice, that's awesome, dude. And now I'm starting to think that at this restaurant there may be a 
a smidge of Portuguese in the kitchen because I've I've already crowed about their chorizo omelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I had yesterday? Their special rabbit sausage. Really? There's definitely was, a little Portuguese in the kitchen for sure. This was beyond the best sausage I've ever eaten. Yeah, this and you, was, my friend, was, have eaten some sausage in your life. I have eaten some sausage. I'm yes. a sausage eating fool. Right? Oh. I do that shit for fun in my spare time. Put mustard on that shit. <laughs> Put mustard I eat the shit. Um, yeah, rabbit and sausage. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, good stuff. <laughs> uh, now, before we get to uh, Brandon's bowel movements, I'll wrap up my week. Uh, because... <laughs> I did manage to go out and fish this week. I fished on Saturday. Um, I really should have taken advantage of that. Well, no, on Friday, I actually had two events going, so I wasn't able to get out on Friday at all. Uh, I had an event out in Boston, in the Boston area. Great company. I've done their corporate party before. This is at one of these like like party facilities, but it's it's got like game rooms and like nightclub rooms and all kinds of crazy stuff. It was awesome. They had a blast. We had such a good time. And then I sat in the worst traffic on the Mass Pike trying to make my Friday night residency, and I made it with no issue. But we were in the in the small bar over there, and oh my God, what a game. There were a lot of laughs to be had, a lot of laughs to be had. Shout out to Four Cs and Superwoman, um, because they were sitting right next to this one table that had no idea what they were doing. They named their team Quiz. And then when I call, when they would buzz in and I call on them, they would look around like they had no idea what was happening. They're like, "It should be Joyce." It's does it say it's Joyce? And I'm like, "No, it says quiz." Because that's what you typed in there. Um, so that was fun. Um, Friday wrapped up, and I, I got home. And, and as Friday was going on, I was getting messages from the one and only the Polish hammer, Paul. Um, well, speaking of sausage, uh, he was t uh, basically just giving me some info about what he was looking to do fishing wise on Saturday. He wanted to keep it local and kind of pond hop. I was debating going back out toward Wachusett. Um, I think I might do that this week. I might take a, an early day after I drop off uh, Delaney and just hit the road and go, you know, just go and do my thing. Um, but we'll, we shall see. Uh, so we decided we just pond hop around here. We fished three spots, I think three spots together, skunked at all of them. We said, fuck it, let's go have lunch. That's where the PB was made at, uh, at that lunch. We went to 7Bs in Westfield, which if you're in Western Massachusetts, God, go to 7Bs. Go to 7Bs. Every time you end a meal there, they give you a little baggie of homemade chocolate chip cookies which are out of this world. Now, I remember there was a time where in their fryer, they used to use beef fat, um, which which was kind of, you know, that's not common around here, but it made the difference. It was so good. They make the, some of their own hot sauces. Great stuff. We had a great meal. I went to one other spot, uh, Congamon Jr., did a short little bank sesh there, uh, donate a bunch of lures that I brought broke off on. A lot of those were blade baits. It just happens. It sucks. I got to buy so many blade baits. Um, and uh, went without even so much as a tap on anywhere, any any of these spots. Um, the, we fished a lot of the Connecticut River. The river is up crazy high, and it is uh, the current is rushing. It is nuts. 
So we had this one uh, rocky area where we were trying to just drag something heavy across there. and Not a damn thing. Nothing going on. So we said, screw it. You know, we're going to call it a day. Uh, went out and grabbed lunch. I came home that night. That was it. And here we are making this, this amazing show. So now, Brandon, have you done any fishing this week? Did you get out and do anything or, or do anything exciting content-wise? I, I thought we were going to talk about my poops. We we that... can start there if you want. If you want, <laughs> if you want to start from go. the back and work backwards, we can. <laughs> oh. Truthfully, I don't know why she's asking about my bowel movements, but I am completely regular. Thank you very much have, for the, have for the you, question. Have you ever heard Elise on the show? This is common. For uh, her. I have. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. I, this. I, that's the first question. Uh, start starts me out. You know, starts the mood. It gets the yeah. mood going. She, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's special, a I, national I, treasure. So I had a pretty mundane week until Friday. We had our office Christmas party. Oh, nice. And uh, we did, we did a white elephant gift, and uh, I walked away with a bottle of Jeffersons from that. So that was not bad. That was a win. I didn't get like uh, the Jack Daniel or the Jim Beam Fire or whatever it is that everybody else got. So yep. that was good and then um but i ended up taking an irish car bomb and i had a double pour of buffalo trace Good at stuff. like noon which was a bad idea yeah then I, took, then I took a nap then i tried to work out and then i basically spent the rest of the night trying not to throw up from the previous uh day's activities so, oh yeah uh <laughs> lesson learned lesson learned on that one and then uh saturday i got up and i was like you know what Today's going to set up great for fishing. It's cloudy. Yeah. Winds are out of the west. Mild temperatures, like 45 here is pretty mild. You know, bad. So I'm thinking fish are going to be chewing a jerk bait all day long. Mm -hmm. uh, I ended up going to a new spot, which is a little notorious for being tough. And it, uh, it, it whooped my ass, man. I got oh. one fish in like four hours on a jerk bait. So... Uh, hurt my ego a little bit. Uh, content was uh, slim, few, yep. far between, all that. I always tell people, though, you don't need to catch fish to make content. That's not how it works. It's true. Um, it's I think nice. a lot of people kind of go, well, I haven't fished for two months, so I haven't been able to make content. Well, you know, like, okay, what did you do the previous three years or four years? Did you take any videos then? Yeah. You know, um, I think, honestly, I could go fishing for – or I could not go fishing for a year and I would have more than enough content to sustain myself yep. for the next year. Because truthfully, if you're going to use content, like the only thing I really try to align is the clothing or the temperature with the content yeah. time of year. So think of it like this. Like if I don't have anything right now, I'll just look at what I had in December of last year. And if I have something I haven't pushed out, then I'll just push it out. There you go. This year. Yeah. Cause that seasonally it matches that up. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, yeah, and a lot of people, like, another thing that I think people maybe make a mistake with is they say, like, and and I'm not, listen, I think if you catch the fish, if it's your fish, you can put it on your page whenever you want. It doesn't sure. have to be something you caught yesterday or yes. recently. I'm with you there. Um, but I think a lot of people will post, like, summer pictures and be like, throwback to when it was warmer. Do you wish it was warm? Mm -hmm. I, I don't really think that those types of uh, posts do particularly well because i think people are like why are you reminding me of things that i wish were happening now that aren't yeah but well, yeah so that's why i try to post stuff that's seasonally appropriate for like right now so i usually don't post any like warm weather stuff when it's cold yep vice versa 
No, that's that's smart. I think that's smart. And you know, that's the thing. Like, it's I, I understand the thinking of what they're doing. Like, oh, don't you wish it was warmer? But like, how many people are having that conversation? Like, and you you know what I mean? That's such a basic level way to engage someone who's viewing your stuff that like really they probably already answered that question like think a little bit deeper i'm definitely one for being guilty of like taking something that's a topic and saying well this is what i think what do you think you know and but i you know like i mean everybody i guess gets that one post a year where they're just like fuck i hate this cold weather and then i see well there's a way to do that i mean you could like there was a post i did that was like 75 years that's how long you have when there's 75 winters 75 summers i remember that springs yep so like you can throw in your spring you know and summer stuff and stuff like that to incorporate it sorry i interrupted you no i like that i like that a lot um now now what's changed for you in the last two years that that we've had you on like where think back to like when we first had you on the show and like what was the journey like from there to now oh i've learned so much i mean not just on the water but in business and social media i I, you know i tell a lot of people like and, and there's nothing wrong with this but you know, dust off fishing is a LLC. We pay taxes, you know, there's, it's a business, you know, I'm, I'm constantly working on this page as, uh, you know, something that maybe I can do when I'm out of the military, like Sean is. Yeah, exactly. But I've learned so much just about myself, about sponsorships, about Mm -hmm. being on podcasts, about, goals and the industry and where the industry is now versus yeah. when it, where it was when I, when I started and just the complete kind of 180 that, that, mm-hmm. that it's done. Like I think fishing is down right now and I think it's down, not just because I think every winter it goes down, but I think, you know, we're kind of popping mm-hmm. that COVID bubble bubble, just like we pop that uh, housing bubble. And what was that? Like, 2007 2008 whatever yeah. whatever year that was where the housing market crashed you know you had this big build up then you had oversaturation of the market and uh basically you can't sustain that level of demand and then mm-hmm. you have all this excess inventory that kind of is hanging out and now they're just trying to figure out what to do with all that stuff yep all their money's tied up in and so as a creator i there's less money for us oh yeah uh, for us to, you know, sustain our businesses. Yeah. Do you find that that that's where things get tend to get more competitive in the in the like I guess in the job market when it comes to creators because now you've got people that are either looking to diversify to be able to, you know, push more product or they're they're more trying to and I hate it when people choose the path of like I'm going to try and undercut this person. You know what I mean? Do, like do you see a lot of that happening? I think everybody, I mean, I've, I've heard this before. I think a lot of people want to get into this whole influencer creator thing. And so the, so what ends up happening is you'll find somebody that will do whatever you're willing to do for cheaper. That's exactly it. So in every industry, that's the case. So one of the things I'm kind of realizing or, or figuring out, uh, maybe a little late is that, um, businesses are being more selective, about who they're targeting and yep. why they're targeting. So engagement is king right now. They want to get the most bang for their buck. And the only way that they can do that is to pick 
people that have an audience that yeah. their product resonates with. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, basically the creator has to be um, believable, realistic, yeah. no, that uh, makes genuine. Sense. Yeah. Authenticity. That's a, that's a really good point. I've heard that from so many creators that I've spoken to in the past where, cause you can't fake that, you know, like people try, I think they try, but I think it, it, it's pretty easy to detect. You know what I mean? Well, I think, um, yeah, I absolutely a hundred percent agree with you. And then I also kind of, I hate to say it like this, but you kind of figure out who your friends are for when sure. you do this for, yeah for three years. You know, there's we have, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Th- there's there's absolutely like a way to go about doing things. Yep. And it kind of boils down to um, what well, I guess one thing I've learned the most is just how to be patient. Yeah, that's key. You know, you got to ride out the bad times. You know, when when it's a little bit rocky and people are freaking out because like we 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 see this. Um, in a, a lot of different facets of industry, like, you know, I mean, shit, the cannabis industry around here. I remember when legal cannabis was a, a big deal and there was like police at every single parking lot to d- direct the traffic and crowd control and all this other stuff. And like today I went to my local dispensary and I was able to park right in front of the front door, walk right in, walk right out. And it's just, they're still making tons of money. But now the market's kind of changed. You know what I mean? And the crowds aren't going to one location because that's all there is. And it's it gets you see you see things diversify. So it's kind of nuts. Um go ahead. I was just gonna say I've I've sat in a lot of meetings recently with businesses where everybody is downsizing and everybody oh, yeah. is trying to re uh renegotiate their, you know, business dealings with not just content creators, but professional fishermen, like people oh, that, yeah. you know, like are on tours and stuff. Like, um, a, a lot of guys I think are probably struggling to get sponsors when it wasn't mm-hmm. so hard a year or two ago. We had, um, you know, we, we a few weeks ago, we did a, a, a react episode to the, a video that Ben Milliken had put out, um, regarding like, this is what these pro anglers should really be angry about is the corporatization of what's happening in the industry. And our take on it for the most part was like, this is just, again, this is one of those examples where like the fishing world is a few years behind everything else, which is kind of, uh, I look at it as a good thing because you can kind of know like what other types of hurdles are kind of coming because other industries have gone through it. Um, and you can hopefully learn from any anybody else's mistakes or something like that. But so we had this conversation and, and one of the things that was brought up in this video specifically was this focus on like what was happening between the years of like 2018 through that COVID bubble. And as we came out of like 2022 into 2023, what's happening? And I mean, you know, so many folks had to had to kind of deal with this. But this is I feel like a, a lot of it, you know. You work with a lot of different companies. I'm not sure how many of those are O and O. Have you seen it from both sides? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I have. Mm-hmm. I, truthfully, I feel like if I if if it's happened, I I think I've seen most of it. Yeah. Um, that we're at three and a half years. I think when I was on your podcast the first time, I had like a eight thousand followers. Yeah. So, oh yeah. You know that was forty seven thousand followers ago, but I've kind of. I've 
what I've kind of realized is there's a sweet spot about how many people you want to work with. Yeah. Um, before it's just, it's, it's unattainable. It's mm-hmm. on, it's on, you're just unable to keep up with the demand of the content creation. And then you're not giving people what they, you know, I think they expect. And I, yep. I've been guilty of that. I, I feel bad about that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but then I, then I kind of think about, <clears throat> I don't know how much a company would pay. Mm-hmm. To, to get 21,000, let's just say tw- like a, like a small, like a good reel, but not like a, a crazy good reel, 21,000 views mm-hmm. plays. How much would a company pay to have 21,000 people see their t-shirt or yeah. hat or whatever? Okay. So I'm, I'm willing to guess that they would be willing to spend more than the cost of them making a shirt and sending it to me in the mail. Exactly. So I, I don't really feel terribly oh, bad no. about, you know, um, I, I think kind of what you just learned is like, you just basically people kind of set themselves up for what they get based off of how much they're willing to pay for your time. And oh, whether yeah. that's in product or money or commission, yep. either way, you know, it's a stacking order. It's a, it's a rack and stack and, you know, you just do you do your best and then you learn your lesson and then you either keep that company or you don't. That's exactly it. Like you can only just kind of kind of ride it out. It's so funny, too, man. Like, I think the key word is value, you know, like how much do they value what you're putting in for effort and how much, uh, you know, are they really looking at like the big picture? We recently um, I say we as like the show. I recently we have a, a content creator that we're really close to that had. um has really this year kind of like taught me a lot and they had um, kind of given me some insight as to some of the negotiation process for some of these things with a really, really big company that they were bringing on. And uh, it was really, really interesting how much like this one creator specifically, it was a stick to your guns type situation. Like what they were asking for was way, way too much than they were comfortable doing this early in the gate, you know, uh, and to the point where it kind of became like a part-time job, you know, and, and it would have been a challenge to then create content for any other brands or anything like that. Like it really was kind of, they kind of pigeonholed them a little bit. Um, and it was, it ended up working out the best because they did, they stuck to their guns, you know? And, and I think that goes, that goes a really long way. I had a situation on Friday. I got a lead for an event as it was in between, keep this in mind. As I was in between two events, two paying events. I was on the road and I got a message from, uh, from a local company that was having a Christmas party and they neglected to hire any, any entertainment. Like they just forgot the party was on Saturday. So I have a general policy and and I think that, you know, you got to kind of know your value. So I know what the value was. I gave them a number and the woman on the phone actually said, oh, we thought maybe you'd do it for the exposure. And I'm like, I just did seven jobs this week. I don't need your exposure. I have too much work, not enough hands. You know what I mean? it's crazy and i've i've aligned with companies because i thought okay i could network with their other pro staff and i would be able to fish with these guys or i've had people tell me you know we'll get you to to fish with pros Mm -hmm. or 
we'll give you exposure or we'll share your stuff on our page or, and it's like every time that I agree to do that Mm -hmm. in the past, it's never, ever, ever paid off Never in my favor whatsoever. Yeah. It's a hard lesson to learn because you can only learn it by experiencing it. It sucks. You know? Well, how many times is, I don't know, you got a reaction tackle hat on. Let's say like Mm -hmm. you work with reaction tackle, you post something about them and they put you on their page. How many times have you gone on like Abu Garcia's page and they've got somebody on there that they're, they're showing off and you're like, Oh, I need to follow that guy. And then I need to buy all that guy's merch. And then I need to use all that guy's products with his code. No, you never do that. You just go, you know. Okay, that's a cool new beta Abu Garcia or a cool new reel that Abu Garcia came yep. out with, and you move on with your life. Oh like, yeah, I've just never, I've, I've never ever felt like I've gotten um, any tangible benefit from like doing this show with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe somebody watches it. Maybe he's like, I like that guy's style. I want to work with him. I'll call him up. I'll email him. Whatever. I don't but, know, man. You're one of our most popular interviews. People have played. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this no one's going to get me in the tank then because I'm like, way it's too like honest It's like Becca right and you. <laughs> You're one of the most popular episodes we've ever had. Everybody wants, everybody on Instagram wants to say, I don't care about yes. social media. I don't care about numbers. I don't care about popularity, yep. whatever, whatever. But then they're in the back of the scenes going, hey, what can I do to this? Or, hey, what can I do to that? And it's like, you know, make up your mind. The most questions I get are not about and and I get it. I'm not I'm not Bill Dance or Kevin Van Dam or yep. any of these. I, I like my job is not to f- like teach people how to fish. My job is to create content. I get it. Yeah. But that is the by far the most popular questions I get are related to how to successfully navigate yeah. social media. Yeah, I I can definitely see where people cuz they see the growth. And they're just like, holy shit. You did mention like working with some some companies thinking that like you'd be able to hook up and fish with some folks. Um, who have you been fishing with lately? Because you've been kind of tapping into like the big boat world on top of the kayak world. Like you're sort of kind of going all over the place. Walk us through that journey a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just trying to learn as much as I can as as fast as I can. You know, yep. if I tell people all the time I started fishing, I mean really fishing three years ago. And they can't believe it. But I had a guy who reached out to me. He's like, Hey, do you want to fish the team tournament trail and the Joe Bass? Which is kind of a it's like a around the hundred and fifty boats per yep. tournament type of deal on Truman Lake. And I sucked at fishing that lake, just terrible. Um so I signed up and I was like, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. And we did, ter- we did not do well, but I learned a lot about fishing that lake. It was mm-hmm. his boat. I learned a ton from him. And then another guy I fish with is Luke Ruth. He does oh, yeah. um, quite a few local tournaments here. He's got a pretty big social media following. Yep. And he and I are kind of like opposites. Like we're completely different people, uh, yep. but we we mesh really well and I learn a lot from him. That's awesome. Uh, so I really enjoy fishing with him. Ryan Reed, the guy I fished with forever moved yep. to Texas and South Carolina and all these other places. And I never, ever really got a chance to fish with him. So I've been oh, fishing yeah. with, um, the, just kind of some of the other, other local yep. kayak guys. Um, but you know, I think the key, the key point here is Bobby is just never, uh, get super comfortable uh, oh, yeah. or stuck in like your little world 
Well, otherwise you're never going to, you're never going to grow in advance. Yeah. yeah. And it's so easy for that little world to just get smaller and smaller and smaller before you realize <laughs> like it's gone. You know what I mean? It, it it really is like you can't get get too comfortable ever. Always got to grow. Always got to try to innovate, reinvent something, like bring something new to the table. That's awesome. That's wild, dude. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I went to Texas uh, for a tournament at Lake of the Pines thinking I was going to go down there and, you know, catch a PB. And I caught and I fished Lake of the Pines and Lake Fork. And I spent three days in Texas and I caught one fish at Lake Fork that was 14 inches, and I caught one fish at Lake of the Pines that was 16 inches. Holy in shit. In three days. Wow. I think especially, like, for folks that fish primarily up north, like where we are, like, they think, you know, in Texas, you're like, oh, yeah, you must catch 17s and 18s just, like, going through them like nothing, you know? There's small fish down there, man, and you can have really, really shitty days, you know? That sucks, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. Although I, I heard somebody say one time that you could throw a subway sandwich in a mud puddle and catch a 20 inch uh, bass. Uh, not yeah. true. Yeah, I believe that. I, I had a similar experience when I went to when I went to Chick. You know, um, we were out there with Caleb Bell and Caleb knows his shit. And he was putting us in. It was just primarily conditions like we'd go out to some of these spots and it would just be this water looked like you like it was ridiculous. Like there was there was a slight like difference in the two. You could see these mud lines and it was just looking for the clearest water we could. They would eat if we would literally smack them in the face with a bait. <laughs> you know, um, but it was just and the, the the size of fish. We caught numbers. Um, I know Paul had an amazing day uh, for numbers. I had uh, an all right day. I caught some fish. Caleb caught some really good fish. I caught some species I've never caught before, like a white bass. Never caught a white bass. Mm -hmm. That's cool, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but those are the days, you know. You, sometimes you have those days, you know, and it, 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 you got to look, zoom out, you know. Zoom out. Look at the overall experience a bit and kind of figure out what value you got out of it. And I think that that's the whole thing. Like we had a lackluster time, but I think the content from that trip was out of this world. I could have done without losing the Lockwood hat, Paul. I'm, I'm still not over that. And that's at the bottom of the chick. Well, I, you know, I guess if I'd looked at it from a glass half full perspective, you know, I hardly ever, if at all fish a speed worm yep. or swim a speed worm. Mm. Uh, so I learned how to do that. And, and truthfully, like a lot of the, the people that caught their fish caught them on a chatterbait that they fished without a trailer. And, huh. um, and I, I learned a lot about chatterbait fishing while I was there, not necessarily yeah. during the tournament, but, but just talking to people afterwards. And, you know, sometimes, you know, something's going to work, but you just like, you doubt yourself and you don't stick with it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I learned in those tournaments was like, you know, you really have to understand, you know, Luke Ruth has taught me that a lot. Yep. It's like, if you go out there and you like yesterday, I was like, I know a jerk bait's going to work. I'm just fishing with the wrong color or the wrong size or the yep. wrong cadence or the wrong depth. And so like, unfortunately I didn't bring my whole jerk bait box with me. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't you, you have like the selections. arsenal I needed, but I ended up switching a couple times and catching a fish. It just took, mm -hmm you know, a while. So freaking nuts. We got a uh, Ryan Bogley chimes in right here. The butcher says chatterbait won me th uh, lunker three times this year, all at different times of the year, all at three different presentations. I mean, you know, I, I think that's a good example of like where I think confidence plays in a role. Like I've, I've heard it recently. Was it, 
I think it was when I was on on Binia's live stream, he had mentioned that he's like, yeah, he's like, I firmly believe that your confidence, like it almost travels down the line and like your your ability to work that bait just the right way is, you know, works. Now, I don't think it's like a magical force that travels down the fishing line or anything like that. But I do think that if your mind is right with a presentation, that there's something about that that translates well into the muscle memory or whatever the the recipe is to create that presentation to work just that right way. Dark Horse Tackle chimes in, says, what's up, boys? How you boys doing? Saw that uh, Dark Horse got their tickets for uh, the uh, 200th episode. It's going to be freaking unbelievable. Um, so here's what I want our, our, our viewers that are on Facebook and on Insta or on, uh, on YouTube to do, um, our jig heads and everybody, if you have questions for Brandon, go ahead and throw them in the chat and I'm going to go ahead and, and, and highlight them all. And in our uh, third segment, we'll go and we'll touch on some of those. So if you've got questions for dust off, go ahead and, and label them. Uh, before we wrap this segment up, uh, Brandon, what are like you, you've, you've been working with a bunch of, of companies, uh, and I want to know. What are your favorite ones that you've worked with or that you've worked with the longest and it's been like a really good relationship? Um, so uh, I'm wearing, so I actually, I worked with Dark Horse Tackle a little bit when I first yep. started, but I signed on with uh, Monster Bass mm -hmm. and they have a fishing subscription box. So it's kind of a conflict of interest, but uh, Monster Bass is definitely Rick Patry. And I don't know Rafi's last name, but he's kind of the pro staff manager. Mm -hmm. uh, those guys have been just super super awesome to work with they're johnny on the spot with whatever you need that's awesome um i've never ever had an issue like i i was working with raffi the other day and yep. i had they sent me a lunker stick which is their line of uh, fishing rods oh yeah that's right i actually fell on one while i was on the bass boat because apparently i'm a klutz and i can't stand on a bass <laughs> boat correctly and sat on it and i was talking to raffi about it he's like yeah let me send you another man just whatever you needed, you know, just send it to me. So, um, you know, I definitely really appreciate my relationship with monster bass. Mm -hmm. Eco fishing shop is another one I've worked with for a yep. long time. I don't know if we're going to, what we're doing next year, the mm -hmm. contract ends on December 31st. And I haven't heard, yeah. uh, whether their pro staff situation is going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I have worked with two bait companies. Uh, I liked both of them. Truthfully, yep. it just, you kind of learn throughout time. Like I worked with motion for a year and then I worked with Crocagator this last year. Oh and yeah. They both have their advantages. Uh, I like both of those companies quite a bit. Um, and I mean, those are kind of the main ones I worked with hooks at hoodlums. Like you said, one of my first oh, yeah. year I worked with those guys uh, quite a bit and I still wear their stuff and, and tag when I can. Um, but like you and I talked about grunt styles, another company I work with grunt mm -hmm. style. It's kind of funny. Grunt style got mad at me cause I tagged them in a post where I won a tournament where I was wearing the Jersey with their stuff on it. And they're like, uh, just tag us on, you know, things that you do grunt style stuff with. And I was like, okay, so you don't oh, care about right. fishing. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you just, you just learn, um, but truthfully, like the companies I've been happiest with, Martin's Customs Baits, which I think Ryan might work with as well. Yep. Steve Martin's is a, a really, really great guy. We've had um, Steve on the I, show uh, when uh, the Knee Knocker came out. Yes. Awesome spinner baits. Yep. Awesome guy. Awesome jigs. Great dude. Uh, just cannot say enough nice things about mm -hmm. him. Um, 
Rod ProTech is another company that a lot of people don't know about. They're yep. my rod sleeve company. It's really hard. I, I don't know how many people work with like Evolve is a great rod sleeve. Rod ProTech is a good rod sleeve. Um, you know, but the guy at Rod ProTech is kind of interesting. I was down in Disney or something with my family and he reaches out to me. He's like, hey, can I take you to lunch? So we went to lunch. He bought lunch, you know, like we kind of established a personal relationship yep. and then he's slowly like adapted his product um, awesome. to where it's, it's like, he has this crazy, awesome product where basically I can put all my rods in like a, like I can wrap them all together. And I never have lures touching each other because they have a integrated lure wrap and reel cover in the rod sleeve. Oh so it yeah. Completely you know what? covers the whole thing. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'll tell you, the lure but, wraps a big. But deal. yeah, that's, those are the those are the companies I you know I really really like. I, I probably miss somebody, and somebody's gonna be mad. But it's just kind of how it works. They're gonna. That's what I'm saying. Off the top of your head, that's how it works. Um, yeah, we got Mark Serrano. Speaking of really good companies, Mark Serrano chimes in. He says uh, Martin's Custom Baits is the best. Um, yeah, and you know if Mark's name should uh, has has come up on the show before. Mark is the owner of uh, Andy's Heat Your Meat, uh, which is the, the oh. seasoning product. Good stuff, man. Yeah, so Mark, just so you know, I made homemade hamburger helper last night, and nice. I put your Heat Your Meat in as one of my additive spices. I love it. But, like, it's got sneaky heat. So, like, you'll just be sitting there, yep. and you'll be about, like, four or five bites in, and all of a sudden, you just, like, you'll just have, like, sweat dripping down your... Yep down your face it's just but it's like, like a good it's like an amazing sweat oh yeah so it's i had a really good conversation with mark after my wife had ordered she wanted to try like a pizza shop in town that we hadn't ordered from before and it was just hot garbage and i was adding heat your meat both in the mild and the regular variety and this went down this crazy rabbit hole sharing recipes for a smoked like cream cheese dip that Mark gave me a recipe for, which I have to freaking make because it just sounds freaking out, out of this world. Um, so so out of, uh, unbelievable. But I didn't realize that, that the mild and the, the regular are not just like a less spicy version. It's a totally different pepper. <laughs> it's jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got a whole we got a bunch of people chiming in on this. This is great. <laughs> a butcher needs to try this, he says. I, Fuck yeah. I don't give Mark I don't give Mark enough like uh props on social media for that heat your meat stuff, but he's he's uh he's always been a supporter of dust off fishing. And oh I, yeah. I appreciate him very much. He's so thank dude. you, Mark. Yeah, he's a good dude. I love it. I love it. Why don't we go ahead? We're going to um, uh, do something. Uh, we're going to actually take a quick break. We're going to come back with Just the Tip, Gear of the Week, and FTG, all that stuff. We got something we got to get to right beforehand. Uh, we will see you guys in just a bit. We got much, much more good stuff coming up. More with Dust Off, more from the Jigs and Bigs crew, more from the Jig Heads. Keep your questions coming in, guys, because in segment three, we're going to get a little Ask Me Anything with Dust Dust off fishing. We'll see you guys in a bit. Don't go too far. Much more coming up after this. Mm-hmm. 
Jigs and Bigs wants to take a moment to say thank you to our partners for helping us continue to push the limits of our fishing adventures and bring you amazing long-form podcast content. We need to thank Dark Horse Tackle, Omnia Fishing, A-Bay Lure, The Bay House, and The Ship Motel. We can't forget about Three Bells Outfitters, Torres Sunglasses, and of course, Reaction Tackle. Be sure to check the description of this podcast for any associated affiliate links or promo codes they've generously provided our listening audience. Again, we cannot thank our partners enough for their support. Please consider supporting them and supporting the show in the same process. Thanks. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one with the impeccable taste in fishing podcasts. Bobby Rose Beef here with a little call to action for all Jigs and Bigs listeners. We're opening up our hotline to you. Now you can call us to sound off about almost anything at 413-324-8519. Want to submit someone for our FTG segment? Call us at 413-324-8519. Care to maybe suggest a topic for just the tip or bait of the week? Call us at 413-324-8519. Maybe you just want to give us or anyone else a little shout out on the show, or you want to suggest a guest for the beef seat. You guessed it. Call us at 413-324-8519. The Jigs and Bigs hotline is there for you to leave a message with us 24-7. Just call 413-324-8519. Also, you can check that number in the notes of this podcast. Alrighty, guys, before we get into this next segment here, there's something a little bit serious and uh, quite frankly, a little sad that uh, we need to talk about. Sean, go ahead. You've got the majority of these details. Yeah, uh, we we talked a little bit this week. Unfortunately, in our community up here in Massachusetts, there was a, a passing um, of an angler that locally is is you know a talented angler and a great mm-hmm. guy, uh, Scott Rhodes. We've mentioned his name, I'm sure, a couple times on the show in the past few years, both um, in the tournament scene in Massachusetts and for the Jigs and Bigs tournament um, series. Scott Scott participated in both over the past few years. And uh, unfortunately, he passed last week, uh, leaving behind his wife and three young children. Um, we just wanted to give a, you know, give our condolences to the family uh, during this time, I mean, it's it's always hard to lose someone, but it's incredibly hard to lose them around the holidays. It makes it just a little bit worse. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to say our piece um, that uh, Scott will be remembered. He was a great guy, and uh, and and we're sorry this happened. Uh, with that said, um, I only had you know, I mean, Sean, you've you've fished with Scott uh, a, a number of times. Um, yep. I had one instance, uh, with Scott uh, at, well, two, there was one where he had won some, some prizes, uh, from jigs and bigs. I I've, I've met him before. Um, but the one initial instance was when I lost to Scott in that bracket tournament and, uh, Scott was, uh, was pretty, was playfully talking some smack, um, during that tournament. And, uh, it was just, it was, I had that one instance with Scott. I will remember he was, uh, definitely a fun, fun loving kind of guy with a good sense of humor. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're, we want to send our condolences out to his entire family 
And with that, we're going to uh, move on to the next segment of our show. Bobby, Sean, and who the fuck is Joe Brown now have a special presentation for us all. It's time for Just the Tip. Well, in this week's Just the Tip, I, I thought a little bit in advance, just so you guys are aware that are watching this. Lots of times, uh, right before we go live, we have a living outline that uh, we'll go through for the show. And uh, myself and Joe and Sean can make edits to it or change things up. And uh, it's where I kind of jot a lot of the notes for things I want to talk about here. And I said, you know, I'm going to get in front of this. And instead of having the conversation once everybody's in the stream yard waiting room, I'm going to I'm going to ask our guest, Brandon, if he wants to jump in and, and 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 submit some ideas for just the tip and gear of the week. And he said, I got it. So, Brandon, I, I'm going to balls in, in your court, my friend. You go ahead and, and run with this just the tip segment. Well, I kind of gave away some of these in the break, but, you know, it's or okay. in the last yeah. uh, episode but or whatever segment episode, you know what I mean? Um, but. I think if anybody gets on my page and sees what I'm catching fish on right now, obviously the jerk bait is the king. Oh, yeah. I did a live the other night with uh, Luke Ruth and the three rods we say we're going to put in the in the boat for January is a jig rod, a jerk bait rod, and an A-rig rod. Mm. And, and truthfully, um, I'll be honest, I take four jerk bait rods uh, each really? trip because... Well, one, I'm lazy and I don't want to have to change my lures multiple times. And that's okay. kind of alludes to the tip part of this is that um, generally speaking, you're going to know that a uh, certain lure is going to work before you go out there. At least I will this mm -hmm. time of year. Generally, the water temperatures are uh, in the 40s. Mm -hmm. And so jerkbait's a really good choice uh, for that. And so, um, generally speaking, I like to, to pick out the colors I'm going to use based off of the sky conditions. So, yep. uh, when I, when I'm looking at a cloudy day, I like to start off with like a matte, uh, color mm -hmm. specifically I have two favorites, matte shed, which is a mega bass, uh, jerk bait. Mm -hmm. And then there's a jerk bait, um, that, uh, Berkeley makes called a stunna and it's, oh, yeah. and, and the color, the color is called uh, stone cold. So those are the two cloudy day jerk baits that I mm -hmm. think work really good for uh, cloudy days. And then if I'm looking at super clear water and I'm looking at a sunny day, a lot of times people like to throw um, flash. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I don't, I don't generally throw a lot of flash what i like to throw is a more natural see-through color so yep. i'll throw two colors that i really like um one is mb gizzard which is a, a very natural mega bass uh yep. color and then ob stained reaction ob just stands for orange bottom when you're fishing mega bass stained reaction is a color and then berkeley has a like a like a version of that called hanky panky um, I actually caught my PB jerkbait fish on a hanky panky on Table Rock Lake, throwing that no uh, jerkbait. <laughs> and generally speaking, what I like to target when I'm when I'm looking at areas is I like to find some place that has, um, basically a flat off either a a deep cliff or a bluff wall mm -hmm. or a flat next to a point. Generally speaking, the wind will push the bait into the flat. And then the fish will feed on that bait. And uh, they that point is kind of an area where they transition from deep water to shallow water and then go back out to deep water. They're specifically apt to do that in colder weather and warmer weather. Obviously, yep. you guys know that people like to fish offshore 
uh, in the winter and the summer. But a lot of times what those fish will do is they'll come up, they'll feed, and they'll go back down into those deeper areas. Mm -hmm. So those are my tips. Other than the fact that if you think a jerkbait is going to work and none of that stuff is working for you that I just talked about, experiment with four things. Uh, First, experiment with depth. So you can get a 110 plus one or a 110 plus two. They make those in other brands as well. Mm -hmm. Experiment with size. You can go down to a 90 size. You can go up. Um, I think Gancraft makes like a 127, which is a bigger size. Mm -hmm. So you can experiment up or down on the size. You can also experiment with um, weight. So a lot of times people will take like lead wire and tie it around hook and that'll get the the bait to go deeper and then the the last thing you can experiment with is the type of jerk bait so you have floating you have suspending Mm -hmm. and you have sinking yep jerk baits so well i'm going to give you five and then the last thing is is uh cadence or retrieve so generally speaking the colder the water the longer you want the pause on the jerk so Everybody says jerk, jerk, pause. And then how long you wait between those jerks, I I think is based off of water temperature. So if you're not catching fish, extend the length of that pause Mm -hmm. each jerk. And then if you get bit like I did yesterday or was Mm -hmm. it? Yeah, yesterday. I got bit on five second pause. So after that, I quit everything else Mm -hmm. and I same jerk bait and I just use that cadence and it seemed to work out good for me that's my tip nice i like it dust off fishing for more fishing tips (laughs) or stupid me there you go now i told you that this was coming i want to know what your like your top three list of different models of jerk bait that you like to go to and and let's go let's do it this way you can we'll do top three models and they can be floating suspending sinking it doesn't matter like whatever they are there's, there's really, I think the three best jerk baits in the in the world is mm-hmm. you start with the original, which is Mega Bass's Vision One Ten. I think Berkeley makes a really, really good um, alternative, and and Berkeley's jerk baits like eleven ninety nine, I think, or fourteen ninety nine, and I think uh, Mega Bass's is like twenty four ninety nine. So you can save yourself ten bucks. One of the things I really like about Berkeley's is they come with Fusion uh, size six hooks. Oh yeah. And Those are good hooks. I think it, I think if 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 I were going to give any kind of like criticism to the Mega Bass, it would be the hooks, and and not that they're not sharp because they're super stupid sharp, mm-hmm. but they're a little uh, flimsy. I don't know if Sean would agree with that, but they're just a little. They they pull out pretty easy, so you have to have a very forgiving action on your rod yep. to make sure that those hooks don't pull out of like a larger fish, yeah. especially if you don't have a good. Uh, hookup. Yeah. So a lot of times what people, uh, a guy like Ilyakin or myself will do is we'll change those out with a G finesse hook um, and they weigh the exact same. So you can change those out if you don't like their hooks yep. to make them a little more sturdy. And then actually Jackal makes a really good uh, jerk bait called a re-range. I've heard of that. And one. I would say, yeah. And I would say those are like the three um, like MVP ones and then alternatives. You can go with the provokes uh, and actually 13 fishing makes a pretty good little jerk bait too. Yep. So nice. Nice. That's awesome. I, uh, I, the one of those is going to be in my, my top, top list too. Uh, Sean, what about you? What, what's your, your go-to your top three for, for jerk baits? Yep. Um, 
Man, I use Lucky Strikes a lot. I use, man, I have a lot of Lucky Strikes. Yeah. I, I got a lot of them on sale. Um, and then I would have to check, believe it or not, I don't actually know. It's it's whatever body that Chris uses from eBay. Most of my uh, yeah, most of my work is done with those. Um, but I do have a lot of lucky strikes. He might be using a Mega Bass or something close to it. Yeah, because it, it looks like it, but it might what, not. It might what, be when you're saying lucky strike, you're, you're talking lucky craft, right? Oh, lucky craft. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not not lucky strikes. L- lucky Sorry. lucky strikes. I was like, yeah. oh, nice. You're throwing non filters down there. Oh, good for you, we, man. We went we went back to Band of Brothers and we're all smoking lucky strikes. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I apologize. <laughs> we're we're gonna do some lucky strikes. We're good with it. We're gonna smoke some butts and then we're gonna fish. Yeah, uh, lucky craft. Thank you. Um, really, that's about it. I, mean, I do have a couple Berkeley ones that I found mm-hmm. are particular to the the Upper Midwest. Yep. And I just don't have any luck here, but I'll throw those. Uh, I'll throw those Berkeley. Um, I'll throw the Berkeley ones, the newer ones. Yep. Um, the Stunner. Let me think of the model. No, I can't remember the model name, but hmm. yeah, I keep those. I mean, I only use them every few years when I go to Minnesota. So yeah. Oh yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnesota baits. Fair, fair. Yeah. Mine are are pretty varied. I uh, I really like the Provoke uh, one ten or the one hundred six, the one hundred six X. I really like the Provoke a lot. It's a slow sinker. I caught my PB on one. Um, I just think that the the variety of of you know colors and I love that it, it just stops on a dime. It's it's great. It performs really really well. I like a husky jerk, you know, a good old husky jerk. Not uh, the larger size one, more of like in like the ninety size for the most part. But I do. I like a husky jerk. And uh, the third one, I actually for the, for the third one, it's another Rapala. It's a uh, ripstop. Um, the, the, it's one of my favorites as far as they really just rip and stop. And, uh, <laughs> Paul, the jabber hammer says, Bobby would like anything Husky. No, Bobby is everything Husky. <laughs> That's what Bobby is. <laughs> Bobby is everything Husky. Um, th- I like this though. Metal Jones says we may have to commission the lucky strike jerk bait. Um, there was already a close facsimile produced did that ever happen sean with the no it hasn't yet because it's been it's been burning (laughs) to get out we should we should stop talking about this right now yeah no 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 i know i know i know i'm not going to give anything away but i kind of where there's smoke there's fire where there is exactly Dust off quitting quitting your nails. They have poop in them. Oh. <laughs> Ironically, that ties in poop that, nails. <laughs> that ties into Pick up lucky an earlier quit. question. I think it means quit eating, but yeah. we'll just go with quitting. Whatever. <laughs> quitting your nails. Pick up lucky strikes and said you'll be fine. I love it, man. I got a trip coming up. Paul's uh, got a point. I got a trip coming up with uh with with the jabber hammer uh late earlier, early 2024. Uh, so that should be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Um, man, good, good stuff. Guys, uh, let's go ahead. This one is going to, this one's different. I thought I had an FTG that was going to be a good one for this week, but shit happened. Like I said, around here at the Jigs and Bigs office, it's been pretty tame. And uh, I was looking to throw Paul into the FTG category uh, after our last outing. But man, uh, Sean had something that was way better. Why don't you chime in, Sean, and go for it? 
Hey, I got something uh, outdoors related for the FTG, mm -hmm. but not really fishing. And and I'm going to go over this briefly because um, I don't know, this gets pretty shitty. So um, I'm going to read the the headline, and I'm not going to read names because I don't know who these guys are, and I, you know. Don't want to have this opinion on them because this sounds some crazy shit. Uh, two men who allegedly killed approximately 3,600 birds, including bald and golden eagles, face years in prison and fines up to 250 grand uh, after being indicted by a federal grand jury in Montana. So shit. I don't know what was going on there, but it was for the black market. Um, I don't know what the bird pieces were being used for. I am not going to name the two fine folks who did this, but man, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked up. Yeah. Do we need to go further on this? Like this, this article, when I'm reading this is scary enough. Like we talk shit about these guys, you know, who knows when they're getting out of jail and oh, I don't want them on yeah, my doorstep. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. Cause exactly. It does sound like it was black market related again, like just their pieces of shit. I don't think that they care that they're pieces of shit, but you know, <laughs> we don't have to go and throw their name out there. If someone wants to go and read the article, that has been published, you know, maybe I'll link it in the description. You guys can go and find out. Yeah. There. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that's shitty. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, at least it's in the world of the outdoors <laughs> at least. Cause my, yeah, my FCG sucks. involved Outback Steakhouse and that was pretty much it. So, <laughs> so, and we've, we've seen the, uh, you know, we, we've talked about similar instances oh, yeah. of birds of prey being killed for one reason or another. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this one seems even more. This is probably the most extreme example we've seen. Yeah. Um, oh, by far, by far. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's shitty. Man, that's a mess. That's a mess. Well, uh, <laughs> that was quick and easy. A couple of degenerates are, are being, uh, you know, manhandled by the law. You know, for uh, fucking around. They fucked around. They found out. They found out. They did. Yep. <sighs> well, let's dive into it. Okay, gearheads, it's time to talk tools. Jigs and Bigs Gear of the Week. So this week, um, you know, it kind of works out really good because uh, Dustoff on his story just today had uh, put uh, a series of, of products on his story that he's kind of really been been loving lately. And uh, one of these items was an item that uh, Sean is from a company that Sean has recently discovered. And I've been curious about for a while. And after what I've been seeing, I think I might I might experiment a little bit and see what, what they have to offer. So Dustoff, why don't you go ahead and share? Uh, you, you know what it was that you share you shared on your story that product and we'll kind of dive in around the entire brand all right so i don't want to be always seen as like a product pusher that like gives like only the the fine and rosy details yep. of products but i have been using um busby boxes for uh i'd say about 18 months or so modern yep. outdoor tackle is a company that works or that that is in uh, my local area and they they're a busby dealer and so they have this box called a colony and basically what it is is it's i mean it's not a unique idea a lot of companies have this like uh idea where you can have like small little compartments that you can put stuff in mm -hmm. you can put terminal tackle in it you can put lures in it you can put a, a, a myriad of things and they come with these little like capture type uh, i'm going to show you guys on the on the video here 
but that's oh. basically what the box looks like there. Yeah. So it's modular. And that's, so, that's cool. Yeah. You can, you can take these little pieces out and put like more of these like smaller ones in, or mm-hmm. you can mix and match them, or you can put all the same ones in or whatever. So cool. it's a really good box for me. That's kind of what I put my, like, like, I'll just tell you guys in my tackle right now, like every day I go out with a jerk bait box, a jig box, a soft plastics box, a terminal tackle box. And then the Busby box is like my anything else box. So it's going to have gotcha. flat sided cranks. It's going to have spinner baits. It's going to have a mag draft. It's going to have uh underspins, whatever. Yep. That's what I use that Busby box for primarily. And it's, it's worked great for me for years, but I have had people like, even when I post on my stories, I get a lot of feedback from folks. And one guy said that, you know, basically that he's going to have to disagree with me that, uh, his box like had some issues with the, with the clamps or whatever, like they closed the door mm-hmm. and, uh, he, he never got an answer, uh, from Busby on customer service and he had a terrible experience. So, yeah. uh, I would tell you that that is not my experience. Uh, I've had no issues with mine, uh, at all. They're watertight. They, they hold all the tackle in the little containers. Like Mm -hmm. you like them, like I said, you can take them in and out. You can actually have like, sometimes I'll just take them out and then I'll use that big kind of blank space to put like my bigger baits or whatever in. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, and they have like a, like a normal one and they have a deep one. So yeah, that's what I like. You got options. Yeah. Yeah, you can even get like a deeper one if you have like a glide bait mm-hmm. or something bigger that you want to put in there. Where are these uh, like price point wise? Are they kind of like in the ballpark of like the Plano Edge stuff? Uh, yeah, I would say that's pretty comparable. Like like Plano Edge obviously isn't like super cheap. Um, I think you can kind of get into like um, the deep one is showing mm-hmm. around 50 bucks. And then, like, the smaller ones are, like, 30 bucks. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's reasonable, though. I mean, it sounds like they hold up. Now, Sean, you've jumped into another one of Busby's products. And I think I – don't, I don't know if we talked about it on Gear of the Week, but why don't we, we can give it a mention and find out. Because I know that they offer a variety of, of items that are dedicated to, to uh, tackle organization. We did talk about it. I got the cube. I ordered it online. I got the larger one. Yep. The, uh, I think it's That's right, the three cube. and a half or four inches deep. And I use that for my, uh, I use that for my plastics and I love it to death. So um, I'm pretty simple with my plastics. Yep. I take them out of their original bags, which some people really don't like doing. I do it and put them into, well, hell, look at this. There's another cheap advertisement. My great value quart yep. size freezer bags because I like the zippers and I roll them up and put them right into the yep. into the Busby um, cube and uh, I have plenty of room and they do a great job. Yeah, I stow it right under my seat so they're always within reach. The guests that I'm interviewing next uh, tomorrow, actually tomorrow, I'm, I'm I'm interviewing Jeff and Paul from the Aggressively Average Anglers podcast. Um, they're big fans of Busby as well, and actually, just recently. They did a video on their experience with Busby, um, some of their items, specifically using them for like BFS, because they have some storage options that are really small and lend itself to being able to pack really, really light. But then also like getting into, they were talking about, uh, and this was actually a video about uh, uh, kayak crates. And like, you know, what you could fit in certain stuff and, and Busby came up there. But man, I, uh, I, I've had 
you know, Busby's had my attention now for a little bit, and and I knew that it was definitely one of these things that were, you know, from from the way it sounds, it sounds like they're durable as hell. I've had issues with some of the flambeau stuff. Uh, I've had issues with some of the Plano stuff. Like nothing is bulletproof necessarily. I've never gotten into the Plano Edge stuff, um, but I, I might I might play around with uh, with Busby and see see what, we, what we've got because so many people have had su- had said such good things about it. Like even 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 uh, Zach from Dark Horse Tackle says uh, flipped his canoe and they were all still floating inside, no problem. That's freaking awesome. Oh. I will tell I will tell you like uh you know I was just kind of while you were talking looking through their website it does seem like maybe like the the locking mechanisms on them are um some people like get good ones like Paul and and Zach and yeah. myself but then like this guy Tom from Virginia did mm-hmm. not have a good experience um but I will tell you I think I think Truthfully, I think a lot of times you have to take some of these reviews with a grain of salt just because you don't know how they store them, where they yeah. put them, how they handle them, you know, what they're doing with them, if they're throwing them or whatever, you know, like, oh, yeah. I think anything that you, you kind of are rough on. One of the problems I had with the Plano boxes, and it's not that I have any issues with the Plano boxes, yeah. I like the latching system, but if you put that, it's it's easily knocked out of its locked position if you, if you manhandle if you it, it a little bit. Yeah. And then, and then you have issues with it. So, yeah, yeah I could definitely see that would be an issue. I had looked into, uh, not, like I said, I've never used a Plano Edge stuff, but I looked into some of the waterproof, like 3,700 boxes. I put together a, a big terminal tackle box, and I found that on the Plano one, it just, that gasket just leaked. I would get moisture in there, and it was just, it was, it, it ruined a lot of terminal. And then I have uh, the Flambo one has been great. I've had issues with some of the, uh, latches breaking, you know, and that's the one thing. The the Busby, the the thirty six size and the thirty seven hundred size, they're metal latches, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You know that that I think is is definitely something that I think is is interesting, and you know that's a pretty good endorsement. And the other thing too about like reviews and and folks, I guess having their experiences with a brand or a company, like there's always outlying situations. And you never know exactly like what's going on. Some people just they you know they expect like oh this broke they're going to replace it. Oh they didn't replace it. It's like well you know maybe you've you've had it for six months and there's quite the likelihood that you know it was overstuffed. That's my biggest issue with these tackle boxes. It's trying to fit way more shit in there than there should be. Like piecing things together. <laughs> get well it sit flat. Perfect. Why does oh, this weigh oh yeah, man. I've pounds? done that and then cracked a lid. I've yeah. done that and cracked a lid because yeah. I put too much stuff in it. Yeah. I've, I'm, I'm always writing that because I'm, I'm like you where you have that that box that's the the Busby is the or everything else box. I usually have a day mm-hmm. box that I'll put in my backpack or my my sling bag if I'm bank fishing. And then when I'm on the kayak, it goes right under my seat. Um, and that's sort of like the catch all. And I've, I've actually I have one that I have just for larger baits that's completely wide open. So there's, I see the value in having a couple of those boxes for sure. So I might fool around a little bit and see what we can come up with here. But uh, pretty good stuff, man. That is awesome. I, I am, uh, I, I think I'm going to take a look at Busby, look around and see what I can find uh, for options and um, and and play around. See what we can we can check out. Maybe I'll do like uh, like a deep one and then a couple of the standard ones. Maybe maybe a shallow one for a terminal. Who knows? I do actually have a really good terminal box going right now, but. We'll see what we got. Reviews on that cube are really good. Yeah, like people. Sean, was saying. Sean, Sean mentioned it, and then I I know it was on uh, 
on the Triple A podcast, uh, they they had talked about the cube as well, and I'm like, that is pretty awesome. Like, even if you were to dedicate one for, see, when it comes to soft plastics, I like to leave the ones that come in a clamshell in a clamshell. So like all my like Kitek fat impact swim baits and all that stuff that goes in there. If it comes in that clamshell, I just like it to keep its shape. Um, so I might do one to store just like I'm talking about the back stock. I might just get totes and just do that and just keep all those those in there and then utilize like the wallets for when I'm actually on the go with stuff that I have to work on. But luckily, it's only mid-December right now and we still have a couple of months. Yay! Of this winter bullshit. So I'll have plenty of time to play up my tackle and, uh, and, and you know, this is going to be a big year. Replacing hooks, like a lot of shit that I never did and I'm doing. This year made me a believer. Uh, good stuff, folks. We're going to uh, go through these comments here. Actually, go ahead, Brandon. You got something to throw in there. One more thing. Just so I go to Canada every year and we spend a week in the Quetico, no phones, no access to anything or anywhere. We portage, we're rough on our stuff. We have waterproof yep. bags. I will tell you that besides the Busby box, if you're looking for a good, like, and I know this is going to sound crazy, like a good quality waterproof uh, box, uh, Academy Sports' H2OX boxes, they're blue, and they have, you know, like the locking mechanism and the gasket or whatever. Yeah. Those boxes are awesome. And they're super, super affordable. So if you're not if you're not wanting to spend thirty to fifty bucks on on a waterproof box, uh, go over to Academy. I'm not sponsored by Academy. Jacob Wheeler is not my best friend. Uh, you know, you guys go check them out. They're like six bucks a box. They're really, really good. Freaking love it, man. I freaking love it. Guys, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be back with our third and final segment. We're going to wrap things up. But this is your this is the last call. I'm getting your questions in the comments. If you're part of the live stream that's on Facebook right now, watching us record this show, or if you're one of our jig heads that's over on YouTube, go ahead and uh, leave your comments in here, your questions for Brandon. And uh, we're going to do a little quick AMA before we wrap things up. we got a couple of questions in there already. Don't go too far, guys. We've got much more jigs and bigs goodness coming up right after this. Jigs and Bigs is your favorite fishing podcast, right? Why not show the world how much you love the show while directly supporting us? We have men's and ladies' shirts, hoodies, and a variety of hats. We even have a waterproof outdoor Bluetooth speaker so you can listen to your favorite podcast while out on the water if you like. Check out jigsandbigs.com shop to visit the store and gear yourself up. If you really can't get enough of this show, consider becoming a jig head and joining our Patreon. It's a subscription that gives you exclusive access to recording sessions that allow you to engage with us as we record the show. We also have some exclusive content there just for our jig heads and even have some special promo codes. Space is limited, so join now at jigsandbigs.com. Finally, if you're local to our area in Western Massachusetts, consider checking out the Western Mass Fishing Report posted weekly at northeastwildwoman.com. We have amazing contributors providing great content and info for local conditions and what's been going on and working recently. Jigs and Bigs, so much more than just two lightly roasted hippies trapped in the the 90s arguing on the internet about fishing.
guys. Bobby Roast Beef here. We have uh, not an interview segment for you guys. No, 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 no. We're still in the live stream right now. I've got Sean the Fisherman and I've got Dust Off Fishing with us. We got some good, good stuff to talk about here. We we asked the viewers of our uh, of our little live stream here that's happening on Facebook, kind of wide open to the public, because we kind of wanted folks to be able to engage a little bit with Brandon. Uh, and also, we want you guys to be ready because next week we're doing that conversation about uh, technology in fishing like what are we dealing with where could it go what do we like what do we not like all kinds of stuff we're going to weigh in for you and we want you to weigh in with us so next week's show is going to be a good one trust me you're not going to want to want to miss it i'm going to go ahead and um i'm going to just there's a couple of these that are just straight up statements which are a little bit interesting uh like this first one right here from from uh the jabber hammer from paul he says when you come down to north carolina i'm gonna play with your tackle um i'm I'm scared, and uh, I need an adult. I'm going to leave it at that. I think that was directed more towards me. Um, unless, are you, Brandon, are you going to South Carolina maybe, or North Carolina? Maybe maybe you should work something out. Maybe, maybe we'll get I'd love a- to. I never got the invite from the Jabber Hammer. He's, he, I'm not on the same level as we're, you, Bobby. We're putting it together. We're going to make it happen. Um, this one is... Uh, another this is we're going to go with an actual question not a statement here right now but uh so the jabber hammer goes <laughs> brandon if you had to smell a butthole fart or lick jabber hammer's big toe what would you choose how close do i have to be to the fart butthole <laughs> i mean i just think it's within smelling distance so really i would say you know I like mean, is it like is it like like right up next to it there or is it like, you know, like do a, you have to feel it <laughs> you know what i mean like what's the difference between a butthole fart and, and any other fart normal so yeah run of the mill fart because they all come out of buttholes <laughs> i mean what are we I'm what are we going sure. at here I'm paul sure. i'm pretty sure if i met paul in person i would smell his butthole fart in the first five seconds whether i wanted to or not so i'll pick that one wow <laughs> Paul is a serial farter. Paul says, yeah, it's a wet fart. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's juicy. <laughs> Sean, I'll butthole. show you a wet fart. No, no, you will not. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy goes fishing. Oh, good God. <laughs> That's a queef, my friend. That's oh a queef. God. That's something different. Aren't they all? They- I mean, they're not all wet. <laughs> Paul, Paul did it. Paul did have a... a- gleaming moment of clarity there when he wrote sean is done with this tonight and misspelled tonight yeah he did. He you're did. right absolutely right paul i am done with this tonight the butcher <laughs> Wet butthole the butcher took this opportunity to look for a helicopter ride now i don't know that that's possible um if he's able to fly you know over new england and just do a quick pickup you know um, I don't want to, you know, I obviously can't extend that, but I, I will, I'll assume that if it is a situation, then, uh, then dust off will be in your DMS there, Ryan. <laughs> Everybody wants to fly in a chopper. Oh, look at this from, from Jimmy Ghost Fishing. I, was, I, I do want to come to Camp Hookset, man. Like, I don't remember what was happening last year, but it was, it I'm was super jealous mid September, man. And I'll tell you, dude, the fishing was horrific Ryan Nye and Nelson put on a fucking clinic and everybody else was like I caught a couple bluegill on uh, Sunday and uh, uh, maybe a largemouth too <laughs> it was terrible 
Oh, God, it was terrible. I feel like I'm missing stuff in a regular chat. Yep, exactly. He says, awful. Uh, will you come to next hook set, he says. Uh, next hook, camp hook set. I think that's going to be a regular When thing. is it? I told I told uh, Blackwood, so a buddy of mine is going to make me come out to, um, to <laughs> I, the um, War College, which is in uh, Rhode Island. And when I, I had a buddy out there last time, yep. uh, I went and saw uh, Cody. So oh, nice! I told him. I told him I was going to make a. Basically, I was going to make it a trip where I'd go see my buddy, and I'd go over to Cody's and and see him adjacently. There so, you go. Nice man. Uh-uh. I, I am. I am going to have to. I'm going to have to. You know, ask Cody to make sure that he's not having any conversations with his dog when I come to his house. Otherwise, yeah. Not that a was, whole lot of fishing is going to happen. No, no, it was something, man. It was something. Uh, this is a question for you, Dustoff. Brandon, if you found a frog in your boot, would you eat it or throw it at Bobby? What did you got an aversion to frogs, man, or what? <laughs> Paul, do you have any non butthole and non frog questions tonight? We're looking for non butthole, non frog. Thank you. We like we like the frog question. We want to get to the root of this. Is Bobby scared of frogs? <laughs> I'm not afraid of frogs. Frogs are great. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like getting a frog in your boot is tough. You know, I keep them laced up tight. I'm not getting a frog in there. Unless, I, I, truthfully, I would just, I would just gently release it into the wild to yeah. let some snake eat it or whatever. Definitely wouldn't eat it. I mean, I would if it was big and I was starving. And I mean, there's a whole lot of things going on with the rest of this question. <laughs> it really is very you confusing. Know, like, when we were in the army, like, or I am in the army, but when we were in seer school, like you have to kill a rabbit and a chicken with your bare hands. Like, like, yeah. Karate, karate chopped this rabbit straight up. That's rough. Chickens. It's like Make, done, you know, rabbit. That takes, takes something out of you. Apparently, apparently, well, not apparently I watched this cause I did it, but if you hold it by its back feet and then you just kind of rock it slowly, it somehow like lulls it into like, pacification really and then that lines that lines it up real good to give it a a whack karate chop no shit um this one kind of ties in with elisa's question earlier sort of brandon if you shit your pants (laughs) would you wash it in the bathhouse sink or throw it in the fire pit (laughs) <laughs> how many other pairs of pants do i have i have that's to always ask question. these questions with the question yeah no i have no other pairs of pants i'm washing them if i don't fire it's kind of like about- it's kind of like if you took a shit in a bathroom and you didn't have toilet paper would you use your sock and then leave it yeah oh that's rough that's rough I tell you what I would do. I would get on the phone because I've done this mm-hmm. and I would call the guy at the front desk of CVS and I would tell him to bring me a roll of toilet paper because yeah. we were out. Um. <laughs> birch trees, birch trees, birch trees, birch trees. Have you ever noticed that's become like a new style thing for like bathrooms? People will put birch wood like, you know, with the bark, like stylizing like the yep. edge of a mirror. Just take it off the wall and wipe your ass with it. So we had a big conversation about this on the live the other day about having to take a shit while you're out fishing. And, you know, I never leave home without a, without, without a set of wipes. Oh, hell no. Ever. Yeah. 
I got some nice no. outdoorsman ones that are individually wrapped as like a backup. I have a little dry box I keep in the kayak. It gets real sometimes, you know? <laughs> there yeah, was an I instance. Mean, you're human. Your bowels work. Remember, we talked about this. There was an instance where Sean, Sean and I were out and uh, I was we were going to load up the kayaks. And I was like, all right, I got to go make a deposit. I'll be back. So I go running off into the woods. And as I'm like squatting, you know, doing my business and then like locating said birch tree, I had, you know, uh, appropriate uh, paraphernalia to handle the job, even a shovel. Like I did it the right way. But when uh, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm, I'm literally squatting in the woods and a car pulls up 35, 40 feet in front of me, like during the day, there were no yeah. headlights or anything. Like they couldn't see Kid, me. Kids get out of the car. Everybody's yeah. like, "Mommy, what's that guy doing over there? <laughs> what's that smell?" <laughs> well, I walked out and I looked at. Him, I was like, "Hey guys, stay out of the woods over there. There was a fucking Sasquatch <laughs> that just shat everywhere." <laughs> and then I went and I loaded two up foot, my boat. <laughs> two two foot long coil over that tree. Watch out. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Fucking Sasquatch. And uh, this is, I think this is the last question that we've got uh, from, from again, from the Jabberhammer. He says, Brandon, if Sean the Angler slapped you across the face, would you hug Paul or Alex, the short bitch from Bass and Brews? <laughs> There's a lot uh, to unpack all, here. I feel, I feel like, okay, so, uh, like. Why am I, I slapping know, you across the face? I know he has a problem with like the word fisherman and I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be a sexist. Sure. Person. I'm sure if I got slapped by Sean, I would deserve it. And I would hug the closest person to me. If that would be Paul, then Jabberhammer's getting it. Alex. <laughs> hey, he's the guy. <laughs> Gravy fishing goes, well, this conversation went down the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll hug whoever. Yeah. I don't give. A, I, I'm, I'm I'm not too good to give out hugs, man. I Dan hugs. Dan Griffin puts a question out here. This is this is for us. He goes, "Are you going live for the electronic show?" Yep, we're definitely we're going to be going live on on Facebook for that because we want everybody's feedback for all this stuff. So for sure, this was I had just this was a mistake on my part. I was like, "Yeah, we'll do this. It sounds awesome." And then I forgot that Joe was headed to uh, Mexico to you know drink some margaritas and you know get montezuma's revenge and all that stuff so yeah that, that was my mistake so yeah we'll definitely see you there for sure <laughs> just like anything with bass and brews we take it way off into bullshittery somebody's got to you know i thought i thought that was our job initially but i was i was proven wrong i was proven that we are actually a journalistic uh, experience with integrity and professionalism somehow, which is amazing. Oh. These things happen. Are you ready for our show? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we tried to run it into the gutter, but we just, we can't. We can't seem to make it happen. Or or we can't run it into the gutter as well as Paul and as Alex well, No, it's true. That is true. I mean, they have, they have upped their standards or, you know, so up ours. I've been on both shows. Yeah. You know? they're, oh, yeah. Equally, they're equally as entertaining. Yeah. I think that's what it's all about. My God. <laughs> My God. This is really good. <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead. We're going to wrap things up on the other side of this. Mm. 
Hi there. We're back. Segment number three, wrapping things up. This was awesome. Brandon, thank you for being part of the show. I appreciate that, man. Uh, I appreciate you being part of it. It it is awesome. Uh, We still have some great comments coming in here. Uh, (laughs) Paul says, only Alex can get hammered enough to spill a cup of booze on his lap. That's true. That's true. Um, Although I'm the only guy who can smoke. Like during the podcast or like ever? No, that's like during the podcast. Yeah. Um, I did get a call that, uh, what was it, last week I was was smoking a bunch of jiggles. Um, through the entire live stream from on Binia's channel. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Answering questions and uh, and it was fine. You know, it worked out great. Actually, I, I recorded that that segment. We might play it on here. But one of our listeners, one of our jig heads actually decided to go hit for hit for me with me uh, through the show. And he was like, dude, I, I couldn't, I couldn't move. It was, it was rough. And uh, yeah. That was that was that was interesting. So I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen too often, but we'll we'll see. We'll play around with it. Um, this is great, dude. I appreciate you being on here, Brandon. I really do. Um, Sean, anything you want to wrap up with before we call it uh, a night? Everyone, be safe this week. Have a great Christmas, a uh, great holiday celebration, whatever you're doing out there, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of the holiday. <laughs> It's true. Christmas is coming, folks. If uh, you're looking for that last-minute gift, you're not sure exactly what to do, let me make a little gift suggestion right here. What you can do is go into the the section of our, uh, our, our podcast description right there. We've got some links for partners right there. We've got links for Dark Horse uh, Tackle, and we have links for Omnia Fishing. We've also got links for Reaction Tackle. All of those three offer gift cards. Uh, It's a great, great last-minute gift for that angler in your life. And if you use those links over there, you are absolutely supporting the show. They are affiliate links. Um, you know, and, uh, and everybody, they all offer a little something different, which is really, really great. So we got it all covered for you guys. Jigs and bigs just hasn't happened. Uh, before we wrap up dust off, you want to give out any kind of shout outs or anywhere where folks can follow you, any, uh, companies that you're, you're working with, you want to give a little shout out to any kind of like promo codes or anything. This is your moment. Go for it. Uh, no, but if you like the show, you enjoyed it, get on the, uh, affiliate links for jigs and bigs and, Hit up Omnia Reaction or uh, what was the other one? Dark Horse. Dark Horse, yeah. And 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 do that to support your favorite show because these guys probably couldn't do it without those sponsors. Oh, fuck no, we couldn't. Appreciate that, dude. Awesome, man. Well, uh, it's it's been a it's been a good show. This is really good. I hope you guys, if nothing else, are tremendously entertained. Next week we got a great show coming up, and then it's only a few more shows. Then we're going to be at that big number two hundred. Please, guys, go ahead and get your tickets right now. There's a link in the description of this podcast. You can visit jigsandbigs.com. Keep in mind that uh, this is a a, a food event. So what we've got that we're dealing with is we need to have a head count, and then tickets are going to get shut down. Uh, Go ahead and uh, and get your tickets now to support this amazing cause, Veterans Inc. Uh, We've had a number of folks this last week that have gotten their tickets, but there are folks that are out there that have said, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to be there and i just want to make sure everybody realizes you need an advance ticket you guys are absolutely amazing we're gonna have a great time and uh we're gonna do some good for uh the veterans in and around our community and uh we're gonna have some laughs and we're gonna eat some elk and we're gonna eat some wild boar 
and we're going to eat all kinds of great, tasty, delicious animals. And it's going to be wonderful. And I hope you all can join us. Have a great one, everybody. In seven days, we'll be back. More Jigs and Bigs goodness. Do us a favor. Uh, I want to, you know, give a shout out specifically. Alec Plotnikevich has been just sending out, tagging us in real after real. He's out there getting it in Western Massachusetts in this December weather. It is insane. He's catching them. If you're catching them, if you're catching them, especially if you're in this area, do me a favor and tag us because I at least want to know what I'm missing out on at the very minimum, folks. Folks, help a bitch out. Let me live vicariously through you. We'll share you on our stories. It'll be awesome. Have yourselves a great one. Enjoy your holiday. We will check you in uh, another seven days. Don't go too far, folks. This is Jigs and Bigs. Like we always say, wrong button, Bobby. Wrong button. Dits and ass smokes and